eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lee Marks, uh, the main reason I want to talk to you, Lee, is just because of your experience last year down at the Rose Bowl. Can it tell me and kind of set the scene and what that was like for you? Uh, well, number one, I think... Well, no, I don't think I know. Obviously, the Rose Bowl is one of the greatest uh, stadiums that you could really play in, just from, obviously from a historical standpoint. Um, you know, setting the stage up just as far as playing against one of them, you know, obviously uh, UCLA, it's, it's a great challenge for our guys, number one. Um, and just from my experience from going down there last year, I mean, it was, a, I mean, it was obviously all the way to the end. It was, it was definitely a fight, and we expect the same thing uh, going into this game as well. I mean, they're well coached. Uh, they have some really good players, and so we're, we're looking forward to the challenge. What was the lasting memory? I know Coach DeBoer, when we talked to him, he said mm. just being down in the field afterwards, mm. taking pictures with the team, things like that. Yeah. What, what do you remember most? Uh, number one is just being with my players um, and seeing just how, you know, how happy they were, really, and just seeing just how memorable of an experience this is for them because that really that's what it's about, right? It's It's – I know it's about us, you know, our coaches were involved in this as well, but it's really about them and making sure that as a coach, as they're one of their leaders, is, is we got to make sure that they have some of the greatest experiences of their life so they can remember those things for later on. That way when they're sitting, you know, they're talking to their friends, they're coming back for, you know, reunions and those things, is that, hey, you remember that win that we had down at the Rose Bowl versus UCLA? and. And being here is no different. I think everyone is is important, and everyone is an experience to where you should never take it for granted because wins are extremely tough to come by, um, and especially in today's game. Because, I mean, everyone has your 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 inf- information, and I mean so I mean by watching film, like you can't just exchange four games and then they'd be like, all right, they only have those four games. I mean, they have they can pretty much almost have access to almost really any game and be able to watch that stuff. So the, the level of preparation that your opponents can have nowadays, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot tougher to uh, get wins. Speaking of the preparation, if I remember looking back on their stuff, they, they've had six new coaches mm-hmm. between last year and this year. Mm-hmm. How, how much can you take 
from that experience on film? How much can you go, let's just put on our tape mm. and see what we can do against them? Well, number one, I mean, they still have the same head coach. And, um, you know, so obviously a lot of that stuff is not going to change. Some of those coaches on the defensive side of the ball that we, that we know um, or either had experience through playing against uh, or coaching against, um, however you really want to look at it. Um, so, I mean, I, I honestly would just say that these four games that we've been able to watch, I, I honestly say UCLA, is, they, they, they're flying around, they're making plays, um, and they've done a really good job. And, again, our guys are looking forward to the challenge. And also, real quick, on the outside, it looks like you have a super tough job because you have so many running backs that you want to rotate in there. And, you know, for every time a, a Rich or a Sam gets into the game, everyone's asking where's Cam or where's some of the other guys. How, how are you kind of approaching that battle right now? Uh, just really, uh, I would just say just every game is different, you know, and obviously every situation is different. The flow of the game is different. Uh, which guys are playing well. Um, obviously, which guys might be a little bit more healthier than others because obviously we know this is a – it's a very, very physical game, and um, it's a long season. So you obviously want to make sure you're, you have fresh horses to win the race in the end. So um, just trying to keep those guys as fresh as possible. And, and, you know, as we continue to go out through the season, I mean, it'll be, be kind of – it'll be awesome to see who establishes themselves as, like, the main, main guy. Is that also kind of you're, – you're serving a dual purpose because you want to run the hot hand, you want to play the guys that are playing the Absolutely. best at that moment, but at the same time – you know how much of a toll mm. over the course of a season the punishment can take for a running back, yeah. so you have to get other guys ready as well. Is that kind of the yes. dual thing that you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and one thing too, there's been really a, it's been we've been very fortunate. We have guys that can play on special teams, so knowing that they're also getting reps doing that as well, you you have to be careful as a coach, making sure you're not over repping guys and guys are, are ready in the games and they're, they're ready to run. So, um, but that. That's definitely my approach every game as far as just making sure that, you know, we're in this for the long haul. And, you know, and obviously it depends on the game too. Like how's the game going? It's a game where we're all playing well and uh, maybe there's a certain play I want to get a certain guy in because um, I hear it and I'm like, hey, he runs this better than this guy. Then we'll do what we do, do what we can to make sure we put our players in the best position to be successful at that at, on that rep. Can you break down what you see out of the back half of the defense? Uh, definitely see a lot of length in the back half. This is probably going to be the best-looking group of defensive backs that we've gone against so far this year. Uh, the corners, uh, both of them have some length. One of the safeties comes out of the backhand, and he'll come downhill, and he'll hit you violently. Um, they're going to put some pressure on you to make contested catches in the secondary. So you're going to have to be more violent with your hands and be willing to go out and do what we, we say we want to be and take the football out of the air versus letting it come into your body. Otherwise, they're going to be able to use their length to be able to combat that at times. So um, definitely a challenge there with, with this group in the back end. Um, certainly, uh, they, they play a couple extra guys too, so it's not just the same guys. So they got a couple extra guys that come in there so they get to stay fresh. Um, so, you know, it'll be a great challenge for us. We're looking forward to it. Uh, I haven't finished looking into their personnel yet, but I know they lost – a couple of key contributors in Knight and Lake out of that secondary from last mm -hmm. year. So are they young? Have they hit the transfer portal? What do you, what do you see? Uh, you know what? I think actually they just got a lot of guys who've played a lot of snaps. I mean, yeah, I think that's something that they've probably done throughout their careers is try to keep guys rotating so then that way they don't ever really get behind the chains in terms of development of their guys. So I think they, they just really got a bunch of guys in there. They do have one transfer in there. 
uh, who's played a lot of football. So that uh, that's something that we're going to have to combat um, on on, on Friday. But no doubt about it, um, they're going to be ready to play. So um, I'm excited about the challenge for our group. I think the last thing for me is uh, Jeff had kind of put a note out that I think it's only maybe the fourth time in Husky history that four different guys have gone for 100 yards in a season. And that's over the course of an entire season. Mm -hmm. With the depth that you have in this room, can you just speak to uh, A, the depth that you do have, and B, uh, just the way that you're spreading around and and letting all these guys eat? Well, I think uh, any receiver who – yeah, who is considering Washington should recognize that, you know, some of the, these guys talk about development all the time, and I'm not a believer in developing by sitting back and watching um, everybody else out there. I believe in guys being able to get out there and actually perform the skills that we're teaching them uh, on a day-to-day basis and, and put it in real time. So I think if you're a receiver and you're looking at that, I mean, I, I think that that speaks, vol- that speaks volumes to you that this is a place you can come and develop. Um, it also, for our offense, does it, it helps us not be one-dimensional, um, not just targeting one one guy all the time. And oftentimes, when you have that, the defense can roll guys over and, and sort of stop the offense from being consistently moving down the field. Um, four different guys. Obviously, we got a tremendous amount of belief in a lot of different guys. So that that just makes it hard. Going to put guys in one-on-one matchups, and uh, that's what we want. We feel good with our guys getting in one-on-one matchups. So uh, I think it's helping our offense continuously move down the field because Mike feels really good about getting it to any of them. How are you guys getting so wide open? Uh, you know, if I told you that, then maybe the defense will start trying to stop it. But long story, long story short, uh, we believe in what we do and our guys believe in what we do. Um, we practice it at a high level. And when we go out on game day, they know what the calls are going to be a lot of times before the call is even made. Uh, and they know what, what Grubb is sort of thinking, his mindset about it, because we've done it over and over in practice. They see exactly the look. Um, our scout team's done a wonderful job of giving our guys the right look. Um, we do meetings with those scout guys to make sure that they can, hey, you're going to play this guy's position. This is what he does. So our guys are getting the same looks on game day that we're giving them in practice. So um, I, I just want to say that. I don't want to take a ton of credit for it. It's just our guys have immersed themselves in the game plan, and and, and that way it's making us uh, more efficient as an offense. When I talked to Coach Marks, he said there's a lot more to coaching running backs than just teaching them how to run the ball. He says, you know, you they expect a lot out of their running backs. You know, it looks like it may be the same with the wide receivers. How complex is it what the wide receivers have to do to a lot of other offenses comparatively? No question. Uh, very complex uh, position. Uh, you got to have various um, route depths. So you got to have various positions, and you have to understand how your route complements the other guys around you. And certainly, I think with the relationship that our guys have in the room, they they understand. Hey, this is a route that's going to go to potentially to this guy, but in the event that he doesn't get open, I got to make sure I'm open or I got to take this defender away so that he can get open and and so on and so forth. So I think the trust within them helps a ton, but you have to be able to develop their feet. You have to be able to develop their hands, but more, most importantly, you got to be able to develop their minds and the mindset of the guys is what really takes the receivers to the next level. And that's the reason why I say takers. It's not 
not because I'm trying to be different from everybody else. No, it's because I want them to have a certain mindset. You know, I, I want them to see it before it happens. And if they see it before it happens, then a lot of times they're going to be successful. It's about the vision. One more real quick. After watching the film, were there more your yards or more their yards? <laughs> they haven't beat me yet. So the receivers have not beat me yet. Uh, I thought if Rome would have scored on the one uh, on the uh, uh, opposing team sideline, they might have got me last week. But as of right now, I'm, I'm definitely leading the country in the, in the Blitnikoff. Um, so, uh, you know, whenever they want to talk about that award, I don't really understand why my name doesn't come up every time. Is there, is there a reward? It's about it's more about pride than anything else. Yeah. That's the reward. Uh, they just want to have pride about making people miss and uh, and them honestly saying, no, I got those yards, coach. And uh, to me that when they when they come on the sideline, like, no, those are my yards. It's, it's pretty exciting, actually, because, you know, that they're putting in the effort to try to make people miss and get yards after the catch. Coach, with the way that you guys have had four different guys with 100-yard games, one guy it feels like has been like the go-to guy and it's switched. Do you know, is it a matchup thing that you think before the game this is the defender we're going to go at? Is it a scheme thing or is it just random that different guys have had huge games at different times? Uh, it's more random, actually, believe it or not, in, in, my, in my opinion. Um, we know... Before the game, this past game, I'll be honest with you, I, I went up to some scouts and said, number one's going to have a big game today. I knew it just because of the way he came out and warmed up and his intensity and his excitement. And it's not just me seeing it. The quarterback sees it. You know, everybody sees it. So we see that he's fired up about the matchup. But ultimately, we run our offense and we're going to run it. Um the way we run it and at the end of the day we look at the stat sheet and whoever's got 100 yards that's who has 100 yards we're not pushing it towards this particular person or that particular person we're really running our offense based on the scheme that we see do you remember what you're ride a hot hand like it seems like when one guy gets going you guys kind of ride a hot hand like well if if i really was doing that honestly you know some of these guys would have more yards than what they have to be, just to be honest about it so if i was really trying to just ride a hot hand i'd push the guys into the positions where i knew the ball was going and guess what they would they would have 200 yard games and, and so on and so forth because i understand where the ball's going on each play so um but no we don't really typically do that we really expect all of them to be prepared so when it's their opportunity they're ready to make the play Remember what, what your first impressions were of the talent you guys had at receiver? I don't know if that was watching film when you came for your interview or, or whenever it was. but Well, I certainly knew that there were some guys who came here who were highly recruited and watched some film of them. And just to be completely transparent, um, I just was like, we'll see what happens. I really, I really didn't have any preconceived notions about them. I just was more worried about me coming here and helping develop them. That's, that's more or less my uh, take on it. When I saw them on the field for the first time, I realized they could run, and that, that was helpful to know that right away. Hey, these guys, a couple of these guys can really run. And, um, and then as they become more students of the game, I feel like you know, that has helped them become better at the position. So, you know, you don't know some of those things until you're actually in the room with those guys to be able to really gauge them and really understand who they are. And that's what recruiting is all about. You know, you I didn't get a chance to recruit these guys. I sort of just inherited them. So I didn't really know the makeup of them. I'm more concerned about how what's in their heart than I am about, you know, how fast they can run. Yeah, I want guys who can run fast. Don't get me wrong. But I want to know their makeup, um, and that helps.
helps me better determine how good of a player they're going to be. So you don't really know that until you get into the room with them. Uh, Coach DeBoer had talked about how, how big it was to show Rome and show Jalen and show JP their offense and get, get them to stick here instead of transferring. Yes. Were, were you part of that process at all? or? or uh, certainly. I mean, Co- Coach DeBoer and Coach Grubb did a great job before I was ever hired here of, uh, you know, really – pretty much for the most part sealing the deal with them uh, and then when I got here and obviously when I came on the interview I actually got to meet with them and talk to them about the offense and so on and so forth and kind of talk to them about my history as a receiver coach so that helped a ton too so I think after they left that meeting they kind of felt like oh this is the guy that we want to coach us so it all worked out in the long run so um, I don't know how much my presence made a difference in terms of me being hired, but I do know once I got here, the relationship that I've been able to build with them has kept everything intact, and it's it's for the most part been pretty seamless uh, all through fall camp and to now. So when you uh, met with them on your interview, were they selling you or were you selling them, or a little bit of both? Well, I mean, I'm on the interview, so I got to sell myself, you know, so like that's pretty much what has to happen. Um, They're not trying to sell me. They know what they're doing. I mean, they're making decisions, but they just wanted to know, hey, what what do you teach? You know, hey, talk to us about how you coach. And, you know, told them about my coaching style. And I mean, it was a pretty intense, I mean, 40 minutes. I mean, it was it was pretty intense. I mean, we're getting up, demonstrating things, and showing. I mean, and that's just how I am. I mean, I think you guys yeah. can think that know that about me at this point. But um, it was it was certainly more so me selling myself. I mean, and that's kind of what you have to do on interview. How do you describe your coaching style? Uh, I would say very tactical, but. Um, I tell them all the time, don't don't hear how I say it, just hear what I say. So it's going to be very loud. It's going to be very attacking. Um, but, again, you want your players to play how you are, and that's how I am. I'm a very attacking, loud, I'm going to go after it um, person. So that's how I coach. Was that? Did you meet with all the receivers or was it? I did not. I did not meet with all of them, just okay. those three guys, um, J.P. Rome and, uh, and, um, and J-Mac. And, um, you know, I didn't know them. I mean – and you typically do that at most of these interviews. You get a chance to meet with the guys you're going to coach, and you know the head coach wants to kind of get their feedback and see what they've thought in terms of the fit for personality and coaching style. So you know that's pretty typical. I'm curious uh, what the collaboration is like. Where your past game coordinator and, and Grub is OC, and DeBoer has this long history, and you're going through the week game planning, and also you know in the middle of a game, what's communication like the collaboration like as you guys are working together to make a plan and all that kind of stuff it's really fun honestly we have a great group of guys uh you you, you're missing like a couple guys when you start talking about nick sheridan who's been an offensive coordinator and call plays you're talking about lee marks who's been in the offense for forever and knows what it's supposed to look like i mean huff who's been a coordinator i mean we got our offensive staff, we got a pretty good group of guys. I mean, and what's even more impressive is is the guys, we're all very low ego. Hey, look, as we all know what it's like for Grub to be in that chair. So we don't want to push too much on him, although we, he wants us to bring ideas as well. So yeah. we're bringing ideas that marry up with the offense. Yeah, everything I did at previous stops doesn't necessarily marry up with what we do. But the stuff that we did do that marries up, bringing it to the table at the right time and in the right moment we all kind of have an understanding and then also being okay with him saying I'm going to go a different route um, and not having being all sensitive about that idea and that to me is where 
for us right now, that's where we're clicking at a high level. Yeah. We really all, our egos are very low in that regard. And But, you know, Grub is just as low of ego and is willing to accept those ideas and ready to make those calls on game day. So it's it's been a lot of fun uh, being a part of this group, honestly, because we know that every one of us has a hand in, in this offense and how it's uh, operating. Thanks, Jeff. Lots of people out there just always wanting to know about the guys who aren't playing. How close is Junior Alexander? We're really close. He's very close. Um, he does a wonderful job. I mean, really, he he's really right that next man up, really, and like that sixth man right now, you know. Um, uh, honestly, if I wanted to throw him in the game right now, I mean, he, he'd be ready to go. He'd know what to do, and uh, he, he'd be – he'd operate at a high level. It's just hard to get all those guys in the game. Um, uh Best still working through some things with him um, right now. Uh, right now, he's just not prepared. He wouldn't be a guy right now that I'd be ready to put in the game right now. Denzel Boston can go in right now, and he'd be another kid that I could throw him in the game right now, and um, he'd be ready to rock and roll. So those are the scholarship guys that we have. So Have you made a decision on Denzel, whether you're going to limit him to four games? or No, nope, have not made a decision on that. Honestly, uh, truth be told, we're – as long as we're operating at the level that we're at, I'm probably going to stick to those five guys that I've been playing, you know, as long as we're operating at this level. And uh, if uh, something happens, then, you know, all bets are off. And he knows that. Everybody knows that. That's been communicated. And that's, to me, transparency that we have as a staff. We're very transparent with our players, letting them know where they stand because there's nothing worse than that, um, in my opinion not just for players, but for everyone. Like, you want to know where you stand. One more. There's their yards, your yards, or their coach grub yards. Uh, <laughs> well, those, those, there's one and the same. My yards and Coach Grub yards are one and the same. But, you know, Coach Grub, Coach Grub does love and appreciate the whole idea. Even our old line coach, he's even in the meetings. Are those your yards or their yards, Chef? Like, everybody's kind of loves and appreciates that Zach, whole. Is that what you're talking correct, about? correct, okay, correct, right. correct, 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 correct. <laughs> I like saying it that way. It just kind of makes it more fun for yeah, the guys, you know? Because yeah. ETF and Braylon were dividing up sacks. That was a quarter for you, a half for me. And, they were dividing and then up Coach, sack. Coach Schmidt got a, a little bit of a sack, or did, did, did Morrell get a little bit of a sack? Man. You have to bring that up. <laughs> Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Nick Sheridan. And Coach Grubb said on Monday that there are new sets going in pretty much every week. Yep. Is that anything that's really caught any snags for your group? Um, no, I mean, that's uh, they're a smart group. You know, they can handle a lot. Um, 
you know, I think that's that's um, a strength of the of the group. You know, uh, not just the tight ends, but all positions. I think there's excellent teachers on our staff, and so um, you know, from the top, you know, top down, you know, every position group I think has expert teachers, and so you're able to um, provide information and you know help them get ready for the game. So you know, we we install new schemes and new plays each and every week if we feel like it's beneficial. I think Coach Grubb kind of mentioned it. You know, you're always. Uh, you know, monitoring, is it too much? You know, because we have to play fast and execute. But, you know, I think the one thing about the staff and the group of players is that if we feel like it can help us win, then we're, we're all in. And the time required and the effort required to get it ready to play in a game that we're willing to put, you know, put that in. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, every week, you know, we're, we definitely have some core beliefs and core concepts that we run. But, you know, we, we certainly are willing and able to try to attack you know the defenses we see that are different each week. We, you know, we we add a scheme or two to try to help us do that. In terms of UCLA, they're running a lot of zone. Is there one specific way from a non-football mind that that is uh, better to attack that? Well, there's lots of different types of zones. You know, there's middle close, middle open, match type coverages, and so um, you know every team you face has a different style you know that like just because a team plays cover three you know not all cover threes are the same right the way in which they relate to the routes whether there's vision on the quarterback or not and you know there's a lot to that so zone coverage is a what is a broad term you know man to man there's a little bit more uh i mean that's pretty specific um but uh there's a lot of variety of zone coverages you know they have a veteran defensive staff um, you know, guys that have been in the National Football League and have had to defend lots of different types of offenses. So they've shown different types of zones, different types of mans um, uh, to this point. And, you know, we're early enough in the year to where you're still anticipating that they're just like we are going to show them things that they haven't prepared for. They're going to show us things that we haven't prepared for, too. So you have to be able to adjust and adapt as the game unfolds. So I think you get a good feel for early in the game how they think they're, you know, what their plan is, you know, how they feel like they're going to try to defend you. And so you got to be willing to adjust and adapt when you recognize that. Coach, um, when Devin had that drop um, down in red zone area, when he comes off and you're talking to him, can, can you t- does it stick with him or is he a next play kind of guy? No, he's done a great job, you know, and we've worked on that collectively as a group because you can't change it. Uh, certainly he wanted to catch the ball, you know, and, um, you know, he just got a little excited and got his eyes off the ball and, you know, was getting ready to run. And so those things happened. So, no, he was good. We put him back in the game and he did a good job. I think later on, um, I think that's when he had the fourth down conversion and executed his job on the handoff. And so, no, we have total trust and confidence in the guys. And we recognize this is this is not a game of, you know, there's game it's a game of errors you know there's a game of mistakes and how you respond and how you handle you know things that you wish you know didn't happen I think that ultimately defines you as a competitor and he's a he's a really good competitor so he did a good job with that you mentioned the fourth down play did did that recall the glory days for him at uh, Gonzaga well, I, well, it was just two yards, yeah. so I mean, I think. <laughs> but but he uh, carried the ball. Sure. He didn't catch balls. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he did a good job with that. You know, we yeah. worked hard on that in practice to make sure that it was ready for the game. And then, um, you know, in a critical moment, I think that speaks to the trust that him and the other guys in the room have developed with Coach Grubb for, 
you know, coach to trust him in that moment to, you know, convert a big fourth down where the game was still in balance, um, I think speaks to that. So he did a good job there and, you know, devs real fast. So you guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. You got it. So Scott, just tell me a little bit about the, I mean, I guess on the outside, we see it as kind of not so much an experiment, but a kind of a change in, in, in personnel and things like that. And how did you guys come out of the game with Jackson and yeah. Troy and Nate? And how did that work we, for you? We got, to, we got to play all those guys, which was great. That was, uh, was really good. And uh, we were uh, real happy with it. And we'll keep doing that stuff moving forward. How did Jackson respond um, in terms of just coming out of it? Did was he super super sore the next day? Was yeah, he was, I think he was good. He, uh, you know, he he hadn't gotten a ton of practice, but man, he he was uh, he was good. And I think I think I mean you'd have to ask him, but I, I feel like it was all all good. Yeah, and just uh, in terms of a, a short week and things like that, how how did the the bigger guys prepare for something like that? Yeah, we um, I, th- I liked our schedule, or I like our schedule. Um, the guys. Uh, the guys had a normal normal Sunday. They ran and lifted. Uh, Monday, um, you know, we as coaches, we were obviously busy game planning. Yesterday we were in shells. Today we're in helmets. And so we're trying to get their legs back uh, a little bit because this is a shorter week with travel and everything. And so, um, yeah, I think we've had a good week, and uh, hopefully we're going to be ready to play on Friday. When you, when you break down, like, film of UCLA's front, for instance, and you're starting to get a clue as to who you're going to see out there and whatnot, it sounds like they're a little dinged up. Might be some personnel. You don't, you know, maybe they are going to play, maybe they aren't. Right. In those kinds of situations, how do you proceed? Yeah, well, you gotta you got to assume that everybody's playing. Um, you got to really start as, as the individual linemen are studying their individual D linemen or individual uh, linebackers. Um, you know, you're preparing for everybody, and then you, find, you know, I guess you get out there for that first snap, and you see who's available and who's not, and um, hopefully you've done enough research on all the guys that, uh, you know, that whoever they end up having available, that you're, you know, you're prepared to play that that individual. Right. And in UCLA, can you t- kind of tell me about what you what you expect to see? Is there any comparisons with any teams you've already faced? Uh, Structurally, they're they're more four down, which is which is what we've seen the last two weeks with Michigan State and and Stanford. Although Stanford had some different packages in there, um, they they got some packages where they play four defensive ends. Uh, Liatu has been playing fantastic. I mean, that's one of my all time favorite guys. I think that uh, you know that when he got hurt, I think we we'd all be lying if we said we weren't really tore up about that. And I'm really happy to see him out there. Um, having success. I mean, he was the defensive uh, player of the week, I think, for the Pac-12 last. Had a really nice game against Colorado. He's been playing good in all the games. And, you know, it's an unbelievable challenge for us. Uh, but the, a- after it's all said and done, I'll be sure to go over there and give him a hug. I mean, he's just a he's a great human being, a great football player. And, you know, you're really happy for his success. Just hopefully it's not on not Friday. Sure, sure. And, and t- talk to me a little bit about how you see the progress in the competition between Corey and Mateo. And just are you happy with that? With yeah, that right I'm now? really happy with what those guys are doing. I mean, Corey's been um, doing a nice job just all around. You know, he really he really has a good feel for the offense and, and, and his attention to detail. And Mateo's been doing well as well. Uh, I think the the only thing that um, the I'm, I'm trying to think of what I was to say here. The uh, you know Mateo's big in there. He plays stout. Um, that, that we're just we're fortunate to have two guys that can play. 
Is it is it important at that particular position though to get guys with the reps? I mean, just because yeah, they've been you have repping. to be in an emergency. Yeah. you always have to have a guy. That oh yeah, snap. absolutely. I mean, that's a great luxury we've had. We've been able, been able to play Corey really at all three inside positions this year. One, you know, depending on the game, uh, Mateo's primarily played center, but yeah, that's that's huge. And the guys, uh, the other guys around them feel comfortable regardless of who's you know in what spot, and and it's just that's just football. So I think. I, f- I feel like this group's been really versatile and they're, and they're really comfortable playing together with the different moving pieces. I know a lot of people would say, hey, you know, just the keep five guys, get the continuity. Yeah, that's there's some truth to that too. But, you know, it's just unrealistic to think that you're going to have the same the same lineup every week just because of the nature of the position and the, and the, and the game. Uh, so I, I like what we've been able to do so far in, in playing some other guys. Thanks, Scott. Yep, you bet. Coach Rector, Phil. Weekend, uh, what were you proud of your guys for? I thought they played physical. I thought, um, thought they were sound and, and for the most part in terms of our fits. Um, I think it's going to be a big challenge this week. I think, in my opinion, it's going to be probably the most physical line we've seen so far. So, uh, just again, every week is just trying to out physical your opponent. It's the number one thing. In terms of UCLA, is there anything that they do that's different than most teams? Um, no, I think I think, but they are a downhill run team. I mean, it's, they are primarily a downhill run team, so they'll try to attack the interior of our defense. So we've got to be great at that. I mean, they have, they have other stuff, but you know, in a nutshell, they want to come downhill. On it. With a mobile quarterback like DTR, is there anything that you try to focus on your guys about? Just, just have a have a sense and idea of where he's at in pass rush, being great in our rush lanes and. You know, understanding who's back. There's not the guy from Stanford last year. Last week it was a, you know, it was a statue. Last week, this week it's a guy that can get out and move. So, being sound in our rush lanes and um, always having a clue where he's at. Is there any one guy that's really stood out through the first four weeks for you? Yeah, Thule. I think Thule. You know, he's kind of the bell call for us interior in the interior. Everything kind of goes through him. Uh, I thought, thought Fatu has done a great job. You know, coming back and um, you know being sound in his play. And MJ, you know, he's kind of coming in the stride. Um, I'm proud of him. I think Boyd, he gives you different di- dimension to the interior play with his twitchiness and, and, and his quickness and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those guys have kind of stood out a little bit. Do you keep track of anything, like some uh, stat for your interior guys or any competition that you've got ongoing? No, just play hard. Um, not not caught up on stats. It's you know, the most stat one do is stop the run and try to affect the quarterback as best we can on pass. Thanks. Uh, from uh, MJ, you, you, you kind of commented on him. It, it seems like he's uh, starting to play a little bit more. Do you, from a technique standpoint, has he caught up to these guys? Uh, I mean, he, no, 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 not at all. I mean, he's he's on his way, you know, but he's he's still in terms of just the little things like we got to clean up. Uh, he's got a lot more growing to do. But I'm pleased where he's at, but he's not caught up to – a two-e or a two-e in terms of sorry, in terms of um, fundamentals, he's, but he's 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 getting there. The from from a um, uh, cardio standpoint, though, is he a guy who could play every down if you needed him to? I mean, that's a lot of play. You can't see yeah. every down. No, I mean, two-e can't play every down. You know, I don't want him to play every down. I want you know between twenty and forty snaps, depending on who you are. But I don't, I don't expect, and I'm not going to make him play every down. Okay. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.